Hey y'all, this is Jay Coot, and you are streaming the Melodies and Memories podcast with Julian and Aaron Schreiber. Welcome to the Melodies and Memories podcast with Julian and Aaron Schreiber, brought to you by Arlo Revolution. Each week, they connect melodies and memories with fans and singer-songwriters from all genres of life. When all else in life is gone, music will be left to lead the legacy of life's adventures. Please welcome your hosts of the Melodies and Memories podcast, Julian and Aaron Schreiber. Hello and welcome everyone to season six of the Melodies and Memories podcast. I'm your co-host Jillian Shriver. And I'm your host Aaron Shriver. Our mission tonight is to provide a plat- platform for motivated singer-songwriters, passionate fans, or someone who is making a difference in and around the music community. We hope everyone listening leaves inspired with a positive outlook and begins connecting their own melodies to memories. Tonight we're presented by our good friends at Arlo Revolution, cinematic wedding films, music videos and promos. Find them at ArloRevolution.com. One Tree Planted. For every 1,000 downloads of the show, we plant a tree with One Tree Planted. Download the show on your favorite podcast app. Poddex. Poddex are the hottest tool to get your next great interview, unique interview questions in the palm of your hand. Our on-screen sponsors, Art on a Higher Wire by Joelle. Original and custom artwork inspired by your life's moments, treasured photos, and memories. And Shed Services. At Shed Services, we offer a full range of maintenance services depending on your needs. Find them at ShedServices.com. If you're looking for ways to uh, support, sponsor Melodies and Memories, then please head over to our platform. Sorry. (laughs) Please head over to our Patreon page. Tears start at just $1. If Patreon is something that you can't do, our next best, the next best way to support the show is to like, share, and review, and then subscribe. Remember, you can join us live every Monday night at 7 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube, where you can interact with the show, ask questions, or join in on the live chat with your favorite guests. Remember to visit our website, melodiesandmemories.com, for music news, concert reviews, and photos, playlists, and more. <sighs> <laughs> I'm so glad you do that. Now. I'm terrible at that. No, you're not. It takes I talk too fast. A bit. No, you, hey, you got you on that stuff. That's all, it's all the legal stuff you got to get through, you know? <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I'm going to pass it on let you I'll do it. I'll get better. Week, was this week three? Week yeah. four will be, I'll knock it out of the park. <laughs> well, like I said, guys, I'm very excited. Tonight we welcome in Duke Owlsler for episode 145. Duke is a Western Illinois singer-songwriter whose hard work and dedication is starting to pay off for him. Duke's roots are deep in the Mississippi mud, and so are the lyrics to each of his songs. Tonight, we are honored to discuss some melodies and memories that make up his journey. We're going to welcome Duke on. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Jillian, I think you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. She's getting better. I tried. I tried. <laughs> Get a little tongue tied there sometimes. <laughs> it's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. Thank you. It's a long read, but hey, she 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 took it on like a champ. So I was like, hey, here you go. Dude, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you yes. because we know you listen to the show a lot too. So it's really cool to have someone that as a guest that also supports, us, us, supports yeah. us as much as you do and working with you too, man. It's been awesome to be able to go out and shoot some photos for you here and there and just get to know you, man, over the last little Dude, bit. Like, likewise, my man, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I, I do enjoy your podcast. I listen, I do listen to all the time because <laughs> I get to listen to people that I don't, you know, I won't get to hear conversations with normally, you know, yeah. and, uh, and you guys do a great job talking to folks. You know, you had one of my favorite writers on, uh, you had, um, uh, Stephen Wilson Jr. on one time. Nice. Uh, after that, I was hooked, man. Not only <laughs> am I a user, but I am a or a client or a member, whatever you know, the whole hair club thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, I'm in that love club it, tonight love too. It. <laughs> so, like you know, we like to start this show. We like to throw it way back, man, and uh, start off the same way. I always like to know everybody's first concert experience, and also what was being played in the house, man. What really got you into music? Like your earliest music memory. Hmm. Uh. Well, my first concert experience was actually like way later in life. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of con- I grew up in Western Kansas, so there wasn't a whole lot of concerts going around um, uh, where I was at. But my first musical experience or, or memory, I think, is my mom had a uh, Iron Butterfly 
uh, record with Inagata DeVita, like the 17 minute version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I remember listening to that and going, holy cow, man, that was kind of wild. Uh, this long rock song from the 70s. And then uh, from, I don't even remember what it's from now, but. And then my dad listened to a bunch of jazz. And uh, nice. I never really understood what the hell was going on there, but um, I, I liked it, you know? Um, so, but my first concert experiment or experiment, experience was. Uh, uh, in Colby, Kansas, uh, do you remember the band Ricochet? Yeah, dude. I went. I, that was the first uh, concert I ever saw at a. It was at a um, uh, like little local, um, kind of show house there up in Colby, uh, like community building, and they came in, and I thought it was wild. They had like a. Uh, uh, they all like put their instruments down and went over the drums, and we were playing the drums together as a big band, and and I'm trying to remember what that song was. Um, that they had that was real popular. It was like in the early nineties. Uh, she's got her. Oh yeah, she's got her daddy's money. Yes, mm-hmm. that's daddy's it. Daddy's money. You know. Oh yeah, yep, yep. yeah. I know. All right. You know. So I, then you said Ricochet. I knew, like I knew the band, but I couldn't think of the song. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> her mama's good looks. Yeah, we all know. That. Yep. <laughs> Love that song. Oh man, nineties country is definitely a. It's played a lot over here. So. <laughs> God, I love that stuff. So what really got you into playing, man? Uh, you're a singer-songwriter yourself now. Did you start young, or where did you start? Where did you like kind of start writing at? Where, where did you start playing guitar? Were you self-taught? Well, I was self-taught. Um, I remember when I was in high school. Um, I mean, I was always, I mean, a friend of mine, a guy by the name of Josh Jacka, uh, was a good buddy of mine back in high school and junior high and elementary school and stuff. Um his family had a rock band and uh, uh, his, his like stepdad played in a band and Josh was an amazing guitar player. And uh, he had a band called the daily grind and uh, which is a fantastic band. Man. They were like a yeah. punk rock band, but uh, um, I remember watching him play and wanting to learn how to play. And then uh, another buddy of mine, uh, a guy named Justin Parlett uh, gave me a CD, uh, a Dave Matthews band CD, Ooh. like back in the early nineties and like, or the mid nineties. And I was like, man, this guitarist sounds, this, this is amazing. I loved it. And, and I, and so I was like, this can't be that hard to play guitar. You just got to push some strings down. You know? So <laughs> I went out and started buying, uh, at the time, you know, the, the internet wasn't what it was, what it is now mm-hmm. where you just pull up tabs on guitars, yeah. or, you know? And so I would go and buy a acoustic guitar magazine and learn the tab of the back of the magazine. Uh, you know, Beatles songs and Stone songs and uh, country songs and uh, just kind of taught myself that way. Um, and then I realized early on that like I, my, my guitar playing was getting a little bit better. My singing wasn't quite that quite there yet, you know, <laughs> but uh, uh, so covering other people's songs could be kind of tough. So I would start writing my own. And by the time I got to college, I was just writing my own stuff. I, you know, and there's so much fun stuff to write and so many cool stories to tell, tell about people you meet, you know, and yeah, um, that's kind of how it started, I guess. Before you started writing songs, were you writing anything else? Like, were you writing any kind of poetry or did you keep a journal, anything like that? Well, um, I mean, I do, I did have a little bit of journaling, you mm-hmm. know, like, um, uh, but my dad, my dad, he, my dad talked a lot. So if there was a, um, a journal, it was just like a, a never ending conversation with my dad. You know, <laughs> like, uh, and um, uh, so a lot of songs get inspired by some of those conversations. As a matter yeah. of fact, my dad got me my first guitar when I told him I wanted to play guitar. He, um, uh, he traded like a 45 Colt to a guy, uh, traded a gun to a guy for my first guitar. That was like a, 1974 like sears and roebuck silvertone and uh, <laughs> it was this old school western i still have it you know it don't sound very good but i still you know i still have it has uh, probably has a unique sound i mean awesome. yeah it does it does have a unique sound that's, <laughs> that's what we'll call it <laughs> dude the way the way they the guitars i've seen out there now and the sounds everything has such a different sound to it there might be a song one day you write that goes, dude, that would sound perfect on that old guitar. Look at Stephen Wilson Jr., dude. Look at those guitars right. and stuff like that. You might be like, that might be perfect for that. So that's right. Hey, you He's never know. That gut, <laughs> that gut string guitar. Yeah. I don't know, that Sears and Roebuck guitar, you know, was really popular because it was made at a plywood top, you know, or, yeah. uh, and, uh, 
you could buy them pretty, you know, reasonably, but they, I think they still sell for, you know, 300 bucks or so on eBay, you know, so yeah. maybe, I'll, maybe if I ever get big, I'll, I'll give it away or something, you know, <laughs> raise, some, raise some money for the charity or, yeah. you know, for so, my buddy's horse farm or something. Other than that guitar, do you have anything else, any other guitars that are special in your collection? I know you have a couple, but didn't you have one that has really, really meant something well, to you? I, I have a couple I mean, I have my guitar that I play all the time. I have a Martin D28 that I play all the time. Yeah. Um, another guitar that I have is actually not mine. It's my father-in-law's. Yeah. And um, uh, it's a, it's just like the guitar behind you. It's a, uh, a hummingbird, a Gibson yeah. hummingbird. And I play it from time to time um, and kind of carry it around as my backup guitar. But uh, it's a family guitar that his fam, his, you know, daughters and my wife and all of them have seen and, uh, uh, have have had around the house and so it's kind of fun to have and and play and, and work with and uh my sister-in-law molly always just like oh we got to get that thing ready to give to give to the nephew and like well, a couple years you know a couple years <laughs> but it's a great guitar and you know uh my father-in-law played a lot of guitar and, and played a bunch of old goat rope music and uh um i played with him a bunch until he passed a few years ago but he, yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun you know it's cool to have that stuff and kind of and the memories is that continue on with these guitars. And that's why I love having stories like that and, or hearing stories like that. Because, I mean, that's like this guitar behind me. It's going to be passed on to the kids and hopefully it stays in the family for a while. Before we had kids, it's like, hey, just bury me with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you so know, like, sometimes like, I, you know, as a, you know, objects, you know, they can carry a whole lot of sentimental yeah. value. Uh, I start to feel guilty, though, if I don't use something. Like, you know, if the guitar is sitting there and it's like such a beautiful object, such a wonderful thing that can do all this stuff. And it just, if it just sits there, it's kind of like, oh, man, I feel like it's dying or something, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I got to sure. get them out, play them a little bit, kind of drag them around. I uh, I don't want them to sit too long. I'd rather have it in the hands of someone that's going to do something, yeah. make music than just sit there. But but I totally get it, you mm -hmm. know. Well, that's why I, I was talking with you before mm -hmm. the show. And I was, we were talking with Kyle about the guitar behind me. And I'm like, and there's times where I'll have people still come out and play it or, and bring it up because it's a guitar still. It's meant to be played. So I'm uh, interested Heck to yeah. see what happens with Willie's guitar down the road. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that thing is going straight to the Smith Smithsonian, I bet. Uh, it has to. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. No one should touch that thing. I, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid to look at it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that. So over the whole, all the times that you've been doing music, who do you feel has taught you or been, been, or kind of just taught you about being a musician the most or who have you learned from? Kind of now you're working with a mutual friend, Mike Heimbaugh from Hello Dave, but who do you think has taught you the most that you've learned over the years? Well, I would say in terms of like actually playing and stuff, I mean, I, I played a lot with my father-in-law. We would sit around and yeah. drink probably way too too many beers and uh uh and just play songs until we were blue in the face i learned a lot of country songs uh from him you know um but i've been inspired by all kinds of musicians like i said early on in my life i you know i i was really interested in what dave matthews was saying and singing i was like this guy is writing songs about really interesting like happy song about death or something you yeah know? Like, like oh that's kind of weird and I really liked that juxtaposition in terms of a writing standpoint. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's other guys too, uh, that really kind of inspire me. Um, I've always been a fan of like nineties country a bit, you know, cause I grew up in the nineties. So, uh, it was kind of easy to, to be a fan of that. Um, Alan Jackson and Dwight Yoakam. I love Dwight Yoakam. I thought he was kind of a bad boy. And I thought, <laughs> okay, that's kind of a, that's, that's a different kind of a vibe, you know, and uh, um, so, I don't know, it's kind of hard to say, too. Uh, I end up doing things, and I'm like, someone will say, oh, well, that sounds like so-and-so. And I'll be like, oh, I didn't really realize that, you know, <laughs> I was up on who they were or whatever, you know. And uh, But my father-in-law probably was one of the bigger influences on, on me. And my friend, another friend of mine, I'll tell you, too, um, there's a guy named Bruce Day that play. he's going to play some music with me and play my band. Nice. But um. Uh, Bruce is a, a great guy, and early on in my kind of pro <laughs> like professional experience as a musician, uh, I saw Bruce, and Bruce was out there playing and singing from the top of his lungs, and like on his on stage presence was unbelievable. And I thought, I thought, man, that is that's the ticket. You know, you get on stage, you put on a good performance, and you're up there, kind of in that moment. Yep. And I love that. 
and uh, uh, Dave Matthews definitely did that too. You know, if you ever seen live Dave Matthews performance, he's oh, very dude, much energetic, right? I remember learning how to drive a car to under the table and dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I'll, I'll never forget, what was it song? Satellite. That was my favorite song yeah. by Dave Matthews, dude, is Satellite. I, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. So what? My, my, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, man. Oh, I, just, I remember that Satellite song. My my high school girlfriend, she her, her sister loved that song. It was like on repeat. You know, it was played it constantly. Every time you walk in the house, you know, it's going on. <laughs> Probably had the same playlist I was playing because I think I had it on repeat all the time, too. That's a hell of a song. But man, yeah. I love that. Um, doing all this, and we're going to talk kind of about your other life too here in a minute. But what motivates you to, w- to wanting to keep performing, make music, man? What keeps motivating you? Because you are a very busy guy, and you have a, a very busy nine to five, and which we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about here in a second. But what keeps you motiv- motivated to keep wanting to make music and perform? Well, <laughs> I'm selfish. <laughs> 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 You know, I mean, I don't know. There obviously, you know, you know, I mean, uh, narcissism is a gr- an ingredient to creativity because creativity is is a uh, experience that you um when you do something that others find valuable, it mm-hmm. it like automatically kind of touches you in your heart and in you know, in your soul. So so when you do something like that, uh you get a real big rush, you know. Um and, uh, um, I, you know, I, I love that. I love making, turning people on, making yeah, people happy, yeah. telling a story where mm-hmm. they or smile or, you know, relate to in some kind of way. And a, a lot of my music is very much story narrative driven mm-hmm. music and, uh, where I tell a story or give advice songs, you know, that kind of thing. I, um, uh, so, you know, just seeing that light, man, getting that, seeing someone, like like light up or or come up after a show and it's like that song you sang about you know your dad was great or that song that you sang about getting arrested was really funny you know or or, or whatever you know yeah. uh and there's the other thing is is i find that when all these people that i talk to and, and get to uh kind of communicate with through like through music and like at shows and whatnot they have amazing stories yeah. Uh, there's so many amazing stories, unique stories out there. And, um, I want to, he- I like hearing them. I like, and, and I, then I like to take them and make them my own and put them in a song if I can, you know, um, um, just hearing those stories, I, you know. And I think that's what connected with me. Like listening to your music too. I, at first was just like, I could relate to, like, I could put myself in your songs. You're very relatable and everybody knows we're diehard Eric church fans. I think that's what, I kind of got from him. He's a singer songwriter that could really portray stories. And I see that a lot, a lot of that in you, the way you portray these songs, these stories, dude. I love that. It's a very, thank you. So that's a big compliment. I appreciate it. Seriously though, dude, you're a storyteller and that's what I really look for in singer songwriters. I want want to hear the stories and be able to live them too. Like I go, man, especially some of these songs. Yeah. I mean, Miss, well, we owe, we the Mississippi song. <laughs> yeah, the Mississippi song. Right? Well, we owe a lot to Eric Church, and like when that. Um, um, now I'm trying. I'm totally blanking on the record that came out. Like it was, it was in uh, one of his first records that had "Drink a Little Drink, Smoke a Little Smoke" on it. Oh, because Carolina, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I had gotten a CD of that, and it was just cranking it. And I was like, dude, this guy is writing about real stuff. Yeah. You know. He was talking about fun things and some nostalgic things, but at the same time, he was making some comments. You know, he was uh, there, there were some aspirational uh, qualities to it. You know, there were some kind of virtues that he was singing about, and it wasn't just you know pickup trucks and beer or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was deeper, and I and I think that and you know, I just I really appreciate that about what he was doing. And, I appreciate that. You might hear a little bit of that. In- yeah, right. do it. No, it's it's not just pick up trucks and beer about with you. And that's why I love about your music because it, it's a lot more than that. You talk about we we talk or we'll talk about the American dream here in a minute. But you talk about the blue collar worker, and because you are one, um, mm-hmm. I want want you to talk a little bit about your day job, man. What okay. kind of what what got you into sculpting? And tell everybody what you do for for a living. Well, I'm a. Uh, I'm an artist. That's what I tell people. I'm an artist, <laughs> you know, because um, when I tell them I'm a professor at a university, they usually go, "That's bullshit." Man. <laughs> so, 
uh, and or they they're like seriously, well, what do you, you know? What do you teach? And like, yeah, well, I tell them I teach art, and then they're always like, oh well, that doesn't make very much sense either because you look like some kind of Neanderthal, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, I've been if it if it wasn't for art, I really don't know what I'd do. I mean, I'm. I'm definitely, um, oh, that's my wife. She looks beautiful. <laughs> I had to find at least a non-beard picture of you, so. <laughs> yeah. I would not have recognized you at all. Yeah, you look like a little baby. Um, uh, so, as a kid, you know, I was always making art and um, uh, drawing. I could draw fairly well, you know, um, uh, and uh, it was just something I kind of just naturally could do, you know, and uh, I wasn't super great at school. You know, I graduated high school by the skin of my teeth. I graduated junior college by the skin of my teeth. But I was pretty courageous and unafraid to, to uh, commit myself to art. And um, I remember one of the f- jobs I had, I've done a million jobs. Like, uh, you know, for, when I was in high school, I did like hot tar roofing for my buddy, uh, the, you know, which was terrible. Yeah. I, you know, I've mowed lawns, I've done uh uh, residential irrigation systems. And, but I remember for years I, uh, I was working, uh, at Sears selling lawn tractors and there was this old German guy that came in and, um, I had dropped out of school and I was playing music and I thought, well, you know, I need to make, I want to play music full time. This is what I want to do. And so to to do that, I was going to go back to school and get a degree I needed to make. I thought, if I get a job that pays $30,000 a year, then I could pay my bills and play music on the weekends and stuff and live the life, you know? And the fastest way to do that was to finish my art degree. Mm-hmm. And I went back to school to finish my art degree. And I told that old German guy that came in there, he'd walk around Sears and get his exercise. And he said, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe you would do that. And it's the best thing I ever could have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can bet on myself. Yeah. And, um, and I went back and finished my degree, and I met another guy that was a, another artist, a, a visual artist, a sculptor, um, and he uh, kind of became he became my mentor. And we've worked together; we still work together to this day on art projects. Um, and I put up and I make public art. Uh, I make large scale public sculpture, and uh, I have it all over the all over the country. I got it, you know, here in Macomb. I've got it down in the southeast, and Love that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm making all kinds of stuff. I, you know, <laughs> I, I largely work with I, my materials that I work with are steel or stainless steel or bronze, you know, uh, and uh, I do a lot of welding and, you know, heat it up and beat it up. And you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real, it pushes back against me. So that's kind of nice. I really like that quality of uh, the material. I need some adversity, mm-hmm. you know, something to climb over, you know, to, to, um, uh, feel really good about making something. Uh, I it's love. Always, yeah, I go lo- ahead, sorry. Oh, no, I just love that you're a, you're a teacher and like what you do like every day, and then still you teach music on on the side of the cook club. Yeah, man, you're just doing it. Like, well, I, you know, I have some amazing students, and uh, there's a lot of like uh, uh, really talented kids out there. Need them, uh, um, you know need to see what it's like to be an artist. I mean, you got to hustle. It ain't, it's no joke. You're going to try and be an artist. You got to, it ain't easy, you know, <laughs> especially a, a visual artist, you know, let alone a musician. You know, if you're a musician too, it's the same thing. You got to go out yep. there and hustle. You got to write hundreds of songs before you can write a good one. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a tough thing, but it's like anything. I always tell my students this, and this is a good, I think good advice for any artist or any aspiring artist would be that, the answers to all of your problems are in the studio. And what I mean by that is they're in the studio. They're in there working on the piece of art that you're making or, you know, with your guitar in your hand, trying to write better, writing songs. You got to be in the be in the space that you're writing and write all the time. Uh, that's where you'll find the answers and that's where you'll get better. You know, just forcing yourself to do it. And you got to be disciplined. If you're not disciplined, the success just does not come, you know. I mean, there can be people who can get popular and famous real quick on something, but the you know if you want to have some longevity in a career, you got to right. be disciplined. Yeah, and you don't give up, man. I love that, man. You're a fighter, and the way I love that is because you work so damn hard during the day, and and you work so damn hard on your music mm-hmm. at the same time too. So I love that. Well, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> I used to actually be a fighter. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah. You've done it. You've done it all, man. You've yeah. done it all. You're very well. <laughs> if you're like me, we don't, we can't slow down, man. If we slow down, we're done. <laughs> Got to keep it. You know, the, uh, I'll tell you that, that, you know, I was a fighter. I fought um, MMA in college because I needed to buy art materials for, uh, to make art for the studio in the studio. I couldn't afford to buy metal. And so uh, I could go out and, whether win or win or lose, if I went and fought, I could make three hundred bucks. And like you know, after you know about two three months of fighting, I saved up some money and you know was able to buy the material I needed and make the art that I that I needed to get me into graduate school so that I could become a Dude, professor. I love that. Always fighting. So I told you, always, always fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Literally too. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love that, buddy. So one of your songs that I, I wanted to kind of talk about that really has stood out to me. And if you want to play this one to, later on instead of the one that I picked, you're more than welcome to. It's up to you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Promised Land, man, I, I really love that song and the story about where it came from. Uh, tell us a little bit of backstory about that song and where it came from. Yeah. Um, well, Promised Land, I'm going to release Promised Land pretty soon. I'm nice. actually going to be re- uh, a full band version and a uh, kind of an acoustic version at the same time. So uh, um, Promised Land is an advice song. And um, I, you know, my dad, my, I lost my dad over about a year and a half ago. My dad passed away. Um, he was 80 years, uh, he was older than 80, he was actually 81. Uh, but uh, he was an amazing man and had all kinds of wonderful advice and he could talk your ear off and just full of great stories and one-liners and stuff like that. And, um, when he passed, I, i started having these like extremely uh, vivid dreams about, you know, of him and mm. talking to him. And I'd wake up in the morning time after having him. And I literally just was talking to him, you know, and I could not tell the difference between talking to him in my dreams and then feeling like I just hung up the phone with him. And uh, um, so, I mean, this was going on for months, you know, and so I just kind of was writing down stuff from those dreams and thinking about things that he said to me over time. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a lot of people who tell me, you know, well, you were actually talking to your dad in your dream and that might be true, you know, but the, but the thing is, is that it didn't matter whether I was actually talking to my dad or that I wasn't, is that it did, I couldn't tell the difference, you know, like, so he's in there, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, I just started writing those things and the song promised land came out and it's an advice song. The one of the, the very first part of that song is a lyric that says life is the search for beauty and truth. And there was a, a quote uh, that he told me uh, and my, and my brother and everybody else that would listen. And I don't really know where he got it from, uh, but uh, it wasn't about finding beauty and truth. You know, it was about searching for it. And it kind of, it was it, like, it, it made me realize like, no, nah, this is the journey. You know, what we have is right now. What we have is right here. This is the journey. This is the, this is what we're doing. You know, we're searching for it together, you know, and I always love that notion. And the, uh, the songs kind of grew out of that and, um, I'm pretty proud of it. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to play it for you later. If you want me to see nice. what song do you want me to play for you? Well, you I had set me free down, but then I was thinking, I'm like, dude, I want, I want to do some promised land. <laughs> All right, and since we already talked about it, that's the one I think we got. We got settled on. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was doing, I'm like, oh, I had set me free down for like months. I don't know what I did the rundown. There's so a while many ago. good ones. Yeah, but I was just like, there's so many good ones. I got got settled on one of them soon. Well, I'm ex- I'm really excited to release that song. Um, I got a couple. I got some new music and that song and another song called "On My Way" coming out. Nice. Uh, and uh, another song called Go For Broke, which is a story of my father's side of the family. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, to releasing that and sharing it with y'all. Nice, man. Well, what else do you have on the horizon? That's, uh, we'll wrap that up before we move on to our sponsored part of the night. But uh, what does the rest of the 2022 and the 2023 look like for you? 
Well, I got my band together. Um, uh, I got some great guys who are going to be playing with me here in 2023. Nice. Um, I'm setting up some shows, going to be kind of traveling around uh, the Midwest a little bit and um, uh, and playing. So, I mean, if you want to hear me play, like, find me on the old Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or wherever, you know, you can find me and uh, and hopefully I can play for you. Um, I've been working with my good friend, Mike Heimbaugh, and Mike Heimbaugh is um, uh, one of the best musicians I've ever met. And uh, he is uh, producing this music with me. And uh, I could not be anywhere close to making the fantastic music that I feel like I'm making now without him. Um, and uh, uh, we're both excited about releasing yeah. this new stuff. And, I, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, you get a partner, someone that is like into what you're doing as much as you're into what you're doing. It's, it feels it's, it's fun, you know, and uh, we've got, we've got a bunch of songs ready to go or that are getting ready to come and more songs in the, you know, in the hopper that we got to finish producing and, and, uh, and recording. And, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, I also got some other kind of things that I can't quite talk about yet, but are going to be exciting <laughs> in the, uh, uh, in the springtime and this, or, or, or this late winter time. So we can't wait, yeah. man. I, I know yeah. you have so much on the horizon too, that, this is bubbling away. I can't wait to Tiki just let it go. <laughs> yeah, <I wanna laughs> because share, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah, man, you, you got some really cool things coming up, and we look forward to just uh, watching you grow. That's why I was saying you're just ready to. You're, you're right there, man. You're ready for that breakout. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you this too. You know, for any musicians that are listening to this, if you all are up in the Chicago area and you need some fantastic photos for your social media content, <laughs> you got to call. Aaron, he <laughs> help you out. He is fantastic at that. So. Oh, well, and thank if you. you're in Nashville on December 11th, you get to hear it's Duke right. at our next songwriters event. So yeah. that's the, that's right. We playing down in Nashville little, with the songwriter event. I can't wait to do that. Oh, I got a whole, we got a whole crew of folks coming down. So that's amazing. And that's the, awesome. We're getting ready to announce the lineup. I think November 1st, we're announcing the full lineup. So we cannot wait. And stay tuned. It's it's a great lineup. I mean, you got to see a few of the names on there. So we cannot wait. Yeah. To announce yeah. that I'm, our next big event. I, I can't wait to go down there and hee-haw around and have some good time. <laughs> It'll uh, be great. It'll you're going to have great. some fun down in Nashville, so it's always a good time in Nashville. Mm -hmm. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to take your interviews and podcast episodes to the next level, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Visit poddex.com to get your Poddex today. All right, we're going to move down over to our Powered by Poddex sec section of the night. I pulled a couple cards earlier. First one is, uh, which quality do you think is more important for a musician, a unique style or a technical skill? Ooh. Yeah, that was a good one. I saw that card. I'm like, you know what? This would be a good one you for know, Duke. <laughs> yeah, well, I would say this. I mean, uh, the technical skill is going to uh, equate into a unique, unique style, right? So if you become super technically proficient at something, that's going to allow you to do something different stylistically than the others. So I think a unique style would probably be the thing that actually is going to set you apart, uh, whether you achieve that unique style through the acquisition of some, you know, badass guitar skills or vocal skills or songwriting skills. You know, that's uh, that's what I would say. I'm working on that unique style thing. I got I got to figure it out. Dude, I think you already <laughs> I have think it. You do. Yeah. I, I think you already have. <laughs> I do like, too. When we were at it in one of your photo shoots was the one from when he opened for Hello Day. We're like he just has his own style like photogenic just You, you have, are very photogenic. Yes, I love it. <laughs> well, thanks, I got that from my mother. Yes. <laughs> No, you for sure have a, So our second story. one is you and I have had a lot of a lot of cool long talks uh, here and there. And when I saw this card, I was like, this would be a cool question for you because we, we've talked music a lot. But uh, if you could go on tour opening for any artist, living or dead, who would that be? Like, who would be your perfect tour? Ooh. Ooh, that's a tough one because, <laughs> you know, I think about, like, who I would like to. Part of me wants to say, oh, I would just love to go watch these guys on tour, you know? Yeah. Uh, but right now... You know, there's so many, there's some really good country artists that are out there and that I'd like to go, like, I'd love to go play with Charles Wesley Godwin. Oh, yeah. Like I, Charles Wesley Godwin right now, I love, I've been listening to him for a long time. I love his stuff. Uh, uh, obviously like Zach Bryan, we are going and seeing the electric 
like scene around those guys right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, you know what I think about it when I look at it, it's, or, or see what's going on with the, that group of writers. It's kind of like underground, like the nineties, like underground rap scene mm-hmm. where people were just like, Oh, did you hear this new guy? Like, and like, Oh, don't, don't share it. Or, you know, or whatever. not like <laughs> mainstream, but like fantastic. Yeah. yeah. There's just yes. electricity around mm-hmm. it and yeah. writing soft, writing stuff that's super thoughtful and really, you know, well thought out music, you know? Um, uh, so if I could go on a two, if I could open for anybody right now, it would be, let's do the, uh, the Duke, uh, Zach, and uh, Charles, Leslie Godwin uh, tour. Let's make it happen. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be awesome because that'd be the perfect tour. So, all right, well, we're going to we'll move get in. Steven Wilson Jr. to come, too. Oh, right. dude. Now he's you, cool. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's been cheating, though. Because now we're going to move on to our melodies and memories section of the night. So I think he's been cheating. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. No, so I picked four songs. Uh, we're going to play eight all seconds right. of each song. And the first memory you have with this, and I, I went more newer, so you probably have some newer memories, oh, I guess. All right. But we'll see. Uh, go ahead and hit. Let's see what's what. We're, we're already talking about them, so hit yellow. <laughs> So Charles Wesley Godwin, man, over yonder is one of my favorite songs. When you hear that song, man, where does it take you? Like, where where where, where are you at? Okay, so it takes me to Iowa City, the Wildwood, uh, in Iowa City. There's a play, uh, uh, bar and grill, Wildwood Bar and Grill, um, and I, my wife and my buddy Nick and I and his wife, uh, we all drove up there, and we got a hotel room. And at the hotel room, they had screwed up. They told us there was a pool there, which we didn't really care about the pool. It was like freezing cold. We weren't going to go swimming. But they felt guilty that the pool was not finished being renovated. So they gave us an open bar tab. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just sat there at the open bar sucking down beer. And like we were trying weird whiskeys. And there was another group, this uh, guy and his wife from Wisconsin that were there too. They drove down there to see him. And the five or the seven of us just had open bar and then went to the concert. It was great. And, uh, uh, it was, he was a fantastic performance. The whole, the whole situation was great. That's the memory I have from Charles Wesley. Godwin. I love that's that. That's fantastic. Dude. I can't believe they would do that. That's cool. Though. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's a cool story. Open bar, dude. You can't turn it down. No. <laughs> oh, there was many times they, uh, <laughs> yes, I know how that goes. <laughs> I know how those nights end up. All right, go ahead and hit that green one. Oh, I love that song, man. I, 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 know, I know this was, was one of your favorites. So, Wash by Water, Need to Breathe. When, when you hear that song, man, where's it taking you? Well, it takes me to my cabin at the river. Uh, um, and I spend majority or as much time as I possibly can. I was just up there last weekend working at the cabin. Uh, it's a cabin up on stilts on the Illinois banks of the Mississippi River. And uh, I write a lot of music about it. Um, when I first heard that song, I was I just remember, okay, this is a good analogy or way to think about it. When I go to the river, sometimes it's, I'm going to the river to go to the club because my buddies are over there drinking and hee-hawing around and we're <laughs> crap shoots and hunt, du- hunting ducks and all that kind of stuff. But I also go to the river to go to church, you know, mm. to find that spirit, you know, and you can the river can be church. It can also be the club. But, man, that song makes me think about going to church at the river and uh, seeing that water and the fog. And uh, it's just, you know washing sins and worries away the world I, that's what i think about when i think about a song i mean need to breathe it's amazing man they yeah oh yeah they so. are <laughs> that's why when i was researching a little bit i saw that i saw that you covered this song i was like you know what that has to be one i throw in there <laughs> yeah. that's my I, I, my brother-in-law i play a song for my brother-in-law a lot he loves that song hell yeah man all right go ahead and hit yellow you're gonna like this one <laughs> yeah, 1994, Stephen Wilson Jr. Man, one of my favorite songs. When when, it, when you hear that, where does that song take you? Uh, okay, because I know where it baseball. takes me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Oh, yeah, right. Well, it makes me think about baseball practice. Um, like I, my family, we didn't have a lot of money, and I remember like all my buddies were getting no fear T-shirts, and there's a li- lyric in that song about his yeah. sweatshirt said no fear. 
Um, and uh, I had gotten this No Fear T-shirt, and I was wearing. I wore it to baseball practice. So my mom's like, "Don't you dare get that thing dirty." <laughs> of course, like I'm like in the dirt. I'm the catcher. <laughs> you know, I, I'm getting really, getting really wild and ruined the T-shirt. But you know, I lived it. No fear at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I think I had to throw that song in there because I know I it, it takes everybody great. back and. Honestly, that was me. That was me with the headphones on the floor of my bedroom, listening to with the Walkman going, just listening to music, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, he's great, man. I love that song. All right, this last one's gonna bring it all together for us. Hit the green one. All right, we got some Hello Dave Golden. If you guys don't know who that is, check them out. They're a Chicago band. They're just phenomenal, but. When you hear some Hello Dave, it doesn't have to be golden. Just when you hear Mike singing, dude, where where's that? Where's that take you? So it takes me the first time I met Mike. Like I was in a I had started um or I got recognized by a guy that was in Cedar Falls, that where I was living at the time, who was a drummer, a guy named Luke Rathy. Uh, he's down in Nashville playing drums for some band. I don't know what band it is, but um he was we were in this band called Third Person and basically they were playing my songs, you know. Uh, we had a lead singer and I was just over there writing all the music and playing acoustic guitar. And we, he's, uh, Luke was like, I got us this gig opening for hello Dave. And, um, uh, my roommate at the time was like, are you kidding me? You guys are playing with hello Dave. And I, and, and so we went to the bar and Mike Heimbaugh was there and I didn't know who he was. And I looked over at him and I kind of thought, that guy's the lead singer and then he <laughs> got up on stage and I was like, Holy shit, man. <laughs> like this dude can sing and uh, hit their whole on stage performance. The sound, so great. Mm-hmm. it was just unbelievable. I, um, I love hello, Dave, that he's a great, or, or the, the band, uh, Heimbaugh is an amazing writer, singer, producer. Um, you know, I just, I appreciate everything he does. I was waiting to see if your video. Yeah, I think you're frozen on our end. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're so, okay. It's all good. We still hear you. You're yeah, fine. Your audio's yeah, your audio is good. Okay. Your face is just frozen. Yeah, I'm frozen probably in a nice, a really attractive. Uh, Actually, you look very position. peaceful. Your <laughs> eyes are closed. It's like you're taking yourself, you know, you're connecting your memories to your mallet. To the <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> I wonder if. I, no, I love Hello Dave, too. Yeah. I When Aaron and I first started dating and he took me to those shows, they're so fun like their stage presence fantastic mike's fantastic yeah. and the crowd is so engaged like i had never been to a show where the crowd was so engaged with a back? band yeah you're back yeah you're back now <laughs> i don't so, know what happened it's probably my computer so. yeah no <laughs> it, that was that was a unique experience but <laughs> it's never froze that yeah, long jillian, uh, uh jillian you're right yeah where did you guys see hello dave for the oh my god Where well you I... were seeing him before we started dating many 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 years ago. it had to be remember. probably like house of blues mm-hmm. something like that um yeah. dude i remember i saw oar open up for hello dave uh way back oh, really? when at the house of blues man and Might it have was been house of way blues back when but it's probably like a house of blues show or something or somewhere in chicago some bar there was something. a funny there was a funny story mike heimbaugh posted a, a picture a while back and it was like Hello, Dave. And then like a little Zach Brown. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, this is back when I was more popular than Zach Brown. (laughs) Man. Some big names. Yeah. And there was times in Chicago where if you didn't get a ticket right away for one of their shows, you weren't getting a ticket. I mean, they would sell out. So they were a good following. They still do. They still do. They did did those USO tours and, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just to do that, you know, that's the cool thing about a band that's willing to go over and play music for the troops, you know, is like, yeah, uh, I mean, something. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen going over there. So I said, you don't know what's going to happen going over there or anything like anything. Have you yeah, just seeing them do that. And so I I love what they they still do to this day, man. It's just amazing. So. All right, now that we got your video back, we're it's time to put you on the hot seat. So you got a little, you got a little. I don't know. I guess to say you're one up already because you kind of already know these questions. A lot of my guests don't know a lot of these questions. So, what's the first vinyl you ever purchased? Um, I didn't purchase the first vinyl I ever had. I I stole it. (laughs) Uh, uh, 
but it was uh, licensed to ill the Beastie Boys. Yeah, <laughs> big had that big airplane on it. Yeah, that was like you open it up, it was like crashing into a mountain or something. I stole it from my sister, so I didn't steal it from the store. But I remember listening to that, and it was an Inagata Davida. <laughs> nice, dude. If you had endless, oh man, I love that one. That was a good album too. If you had endless yeah, supply of, of something, there's there's a line, something about mashed potatoes in a song, and <laughs> my buddy used to say all the damn, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> my buddy used to say that all the time, and I'm like, I still have that imprinted in my head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if you had an endless, oh, go ahead, man. If I had, a, what was the question? Oh, if you had endless supply of something, what would it be? Probably weed. <laughs> You and me both. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big advocate. I think that I'm, uh, I think uh, folks uh, need to uh, uh, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's not for everybody, but sometimes, you know what? You don't know it until you try it. So next thing, next thing would be guitar strings. <laughs> I, I, I go, I, I getting tired of every show. I just beat my guitar up too much, and I'm breaking strings too, too often. So I take an endless supply of guitar strings might save me a few thousand dollars <laughs> so in all your travels man who has the best pizza you've ever had oh so i might i'll probably oh god i hope i hope fo- folks in chicago don't hear me i <laughs> so the first time i this is the best pizza i thought i ever had I, but it was at nancy's i was at up in palatine and my buddy ordered this pizza it was a deep dish pizza i never had one before because i you know and he and it was from nancy's and i was like i, bl- I was blown away by it but okay. I but then I talked to my buddy about it and he was like, Oh yeah, Nancy's just like some kind of chain. I was like, Well it's <laughs> <laughs> still good, right? <laughs> it was very good. You know, I don't have a very sophisticated pizza palette. No, you know? but it's always interesting to see because like I, I need to make a list because we ask ask every guest this. I need to make a list of like the best pizza joints that have been recommended by our guests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So all right, the strangest thing you've ever seen in the middle of the road. Mm. Uh, well, it was the, uh, <laughs> it was the one ton vibratory plow that fell off the back of the trailer that I was hauling. Ouch. I was, I was doing, I was doing irrigation for a company, uh, but in between, uh, one summer and, uh, I was hauling this trailer and the strap came undone and the vibratory plow knocked the ramp down on the trailer and. It rolled off the thing. It was doing somersaults down the highway. Oh, and, uh, there was like hydraulic fluid and everything all over the road. And I just happened to get lucky. There was a fellow with a tractor and a big hay bale fork, and he was able to pick it up and put it on my trailer. And I got out of there before, you know, I got in trouble. But I'm uh, that was in the middle of the road, and it, I wish I hadn't seen it there. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's scary. That wow. is very scary. The worst day job you've ever had. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it can lead into that, huh? <laughs> well, you know, doing irrigation was a tough job because you would, I mean, a lot of, a lot of holes, digging a lot of holes. And, um, um, uh, that was, uh, not the funnest one, but I would say though, that one summer I did some roofing hot it was, and hot tar asphalt roofing. I, I did that. Man, that was terrible. Hell no. I hate that. <laughs> Hell no. I'm good on that. I need to write a song about that. that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's one okay. thing people uh, well, what's one thing people buy that you feel is a waste of money? Oh, um uh, uh tobacco. <laughs> I, I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I used to I chewed for a long time. I quit I quit when I was thirty four and uh I haven't chewed in like six, seven years now, so I'm pretty, uh, now you know how old I am, but I, I uh, uh, tobacco, man, it's, that's a nicotine's bad, bad thing, man. I hear you. I, I was a former smoker, so I know how that, that went. <laughs> uh, what's a song you wish you wrote? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Hmm. Um, boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. So many good songs. Um, but I think I'd have to say, I wish I had written long black veil. Ooh. That song is like, 
you know, Johnny Cash, when Johnny Cash sang that song, he didn't write that song, but uh, um, I just think that that song is probably one of the best country songs ever written. Yeah. Black Veil. I love that, man. That's a unique answer, so I love that. Uh, I was just waiting to see what you are going to spit out on that one, so I was excited for that one. <laughs> Love it, love it. I don't know if you ever heard Dave Matthews did a pretty impressive cover of that. Really? I'm about to check that out, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's a chore you don't like doing? (laughs) I don't like like cutting my hair off. (laughs) I got to trim my hair. uh, You know, I don't like doing that. And I I am uh, also not a big fan of mowing the yard. There's something between those two are very similar. (laughs) Tasks that I don't enjoy. It's <laughs> a common thread there. Yeah. That's right. I, you know, I just want it to grow. Yes. Just let it grow. Let all natural. <laughs> right? I love it. What's something, what's your favorite microwavable food? Oh. Mm, that's a tough one. Oh, probably, uh, probably those, uh, uh, Home, there. I think the Marie Calendar chicken pot pies. Mm. When, I, when I was in college, I could get those, and they'd be like, they're cheap. I could eat it. You know, felt like I had all of the food groups. You know, <laughs> so I I do those chicken pot pies. Those are pretty dang good. I love that, man. Well, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Promised Land. You mind playing us a little bit of Promised Land for us tonight? Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. We'll turn the stage over to you, buddy. Always said life's the search for beauty and the truth. It's the ruts in the trail, the courage to fail, our burden, our proof. It's the mountains we climb, the peace that we find down that long dark road. It's the scars on our hands, the blood in these lands that make this our home. And I'll be damned. And I'll be damned. You can't scrub hate with a bottle of shame. You might talk to the devil. You never know his name All you can do Is love the few Admit when you're wrong And speak the truth And I'll I'll be damned And I'll I'll be damned. You said, boy, why'd it take so long for you to take my words and put them in your country song? You said, boy, you might not understand, but it's just me. Reaching from the promised land It's just me Reaching from the promised land There's a whole wide world just hiding in your memories with mountains so high and colors so bright you can hardly believe. So just close your eyes and you will finally see it's bigger than time. 
sweeter than wine, it's destiny. Yeah, I'll be damned. And I'll be damned. You said, boy, why'd it take so long? For you to take my words and put them in your country songs. You said, boy, you might not understand. It's just me reaching from the promised land. 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 Oh, dude. <laughs> Such a great song. Uh, I'm glad Thanks we switched so that up. <laughs> I hope you guys could hear it good. Oh, it sounded fantastic. It sounded amazing it over sounded here. Great. It Absolutely. sounded great. Yes. Thank you Love so it. much. That's probably one of my favorites by you. If I had a pick, I think that's probably my favorite. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. I, I want to tell you guys too, you know, I truly appreciate your heart and your advocating for uh, independent uh, artists and going out there and doing this. Um, it takes a lot of courage to, you know, do this stuff i know it's hard work and i just truly appreciate you all having me on and and uh, all you guys do so i just want to tell you thank you so much man we appreciate thank that you. dude we just we, we love we love this doing this it was something that we started a little bit before the pandemic and it just grew and it's just something and we get to meet amazing people exactly like you, guys, you know and it's fantastic it gives you all a platform and, and Hopefully the five people that watch here and share it, and <laughs> put it out there. No, when it get yeah. Um, but no, we're very thankful to have artists uh, grace us with like you uh, and tell you their stories. It's an honor for and sure. It's just amazing, dude. To hear your story and bring it all together tonight was awesome. <laughs> well, likewise, likewise. Thank you guys so much. I truly appreciate it. And we can't wait to see what's on the horizon for you, man. We know big things are coming for you. Absolutely. Yeah. We're ready for next year. I'm ready for next year. I'm geared up and ready. <laughs> yeah, I really, dude, I got some great players in my band. I can't wait to get out there and rock and roll and uh, uh, go out and share some new music. And, um, you know, I'm going to be hitting the studio again. And, and uh, I've got new songs, uh, I, you know. Do you have a date? Do you have like a time frame release date or anything for those songs? Or where, well, what's your what's your goal time? <laughs> well, I've got I've got two or two songs right now that are getting mixed. They should be done hopefully in the next month or so. Nice. The next few maybe we'll see. But you know, once I get those done, I've got about four or five weeks. I got to wait to try to get it all distributed and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You know. And, um, uh, I'm a little bit hesitant about doing a big release around Christmas because, you know, everyone's got stuff going on during Christmas. And yeah. when I'm like, hey, look over here, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure yet. But uh, this winter for sure, though. Nice, um, dude. Uh, I'm going to have some new music coming out this winter for sure. I'm going to have uh, new music coming out in the spring. I've got a, one in the can that I'm ready to, that I want to release. I just got to get some uh, uh, some approval for on some stuff. And, uh uh, we're, the band's going to record a couple of little live songs that'll be really interesting. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm going to be traveling and playing in uh, Des Moines. I'm going to get out to Omaha. I'm going to get out to Denver again next uh, this summer. Um, hopefully, get down to Dallas, nice um, uh, Kansas City a little bit. Hopefully, I need to get out and see a full band for sure. Yeah, up in Chicago. Hopefully, I get up in Chicago. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll land at Carol's or something. That works out, you know. And, That'd be great. Fingers That'd be crossed. Great. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, go up there and 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 have a rocking time and meet some folks and you know share the love a little bit. You know, I love that, buddy. Point out back. Who knows? <laughs> well, we appreciate you spending the last hour of your time with us tonight. We are very grateful that you chose us to come and hang out with on an amazing Monday night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a so, great night. This weather's been great, dude. That's I cannot fun. believe how awesome this weather's been. <laughs> 
couple more days of it, let's hope, before the snow comes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the yeah. calm before the storm, though, I feel. <laughs> hey, we'll well, see. Duck season, duck season opens this weekend for us. So, we're, you know, I'm going to be in duck line this weekend, hopefully. So. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, good luck on all that. I hope you do well. And thank you again for spending some time with us, man. We'll talk soon. You got it. Thanks so much, guys. All right, right, dude. Take care. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye-bye. I love that, man. He's just awesome. He's such a great guy. <laughs> down to earth. See, he's hardworking, down to earth. The music music he's putting out, it's just it's meaningful. That's why, I mean, hell, you guys heard Promised Land tonight. Just an amazing song. So uh, I'm I glad that it went well tonight. It was a really good Absolutely. episode. And I didn't think anything less about Duke, though. Yep. I, I agree. <laughs> that guy delivers every time I've seen him in Meadow. He's just a phenomenal guy. So talented in so many different ways. But we want to thank you guys for joining us tonight on episode 145 with Duke Osler. The passion and drive he has for his music and life speaks volumes. We want to wish Duke nothing but the best and can't wait to see what he accomplishes in 2023 and beyond. Don't forget to catch up on everything you missed from tonight and past episodes over at MelodiesMemories.com. And we will see you next Monday. Or actually, no, we're off next Monday. Happy it's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> we'll see you the <laughs> following Monday. We're trick-or-treating. <laughs> following Monday, and we'll be back. Uh, November 7th. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks for tuning in, guys. The Melodies and Memories Podcast with Jillian and Aaron Shriver. Brought to you by Arlo Revolution. As we close the book on another chapter, remember, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Next week, Jillian and Aaron connect more melodies and memories with the fans and artists they love. Thank you for being a part of this musical journey, and we will see you next time on the Melodies and Memories Podcast with Jillian and Aaron Schreiber.